You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Now batting for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball, the host, Al Melchior, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball. Welcome, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and it's not just happy Thursday to you. It's happy Nando Thursday, Nando DeFino on the show, on the show for the whole show. Nando, welcome back. Good times, Al. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, uh, great to have you here. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next hour, in spite of the fact that I know that you are going to troll me for... Uh, my negligence in, in one of our leagues. No. Looking, <laughs> what do you mean? Look, looking, looking forward to that. That's what a, do I mean? Yeah, negligence. Yeah, yeah. I snoozed. I snoozed on a couple of uh, free agents. Oh, I didn't know that part. I thought you just uh, weren't well, answering. I just, yeah, I, didn't. <laughs> I just busted myself. That's you know, that's all right because because we've got a segment later on the show uh, that I'm calling "Let's Bore Our Listeners," talking about our Tout War teams, Tout Wars teams. And yeah, I think it will. It'll be a perfect segue because uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I have lessons learned every year. I have lessons learned, and and part of it uh, has to do with timing and, and paying attention and all that. So uh, we'll get to that. But lots of news to get to. We finally have some uh, rookie pitcher hype. Actually, just wrote a piece. Maybe this was like a jinx, Nando. I just wrote a piece for Fan Rag Sports, uh, lamenting the lack of rookie pitcher hype. And then Jacob Feria comes up and is awesome in his Major League debut. And we've got two more rookies coming up. Uh, that uh, Well, one's going to start, uh, Sean Newcomb for the Braves, and then Francis Martez uh, coming up for the Astros, but looks like he's just going to pitch out of the bullpen. So we're going to get to all that, talk about how Trey Mancini only hits clutch home runs. Lots and lots of stuff to get to. But, um, you know, I, I didn't know if there was going to be a way to tie in these Comey hearings from from today, uh, this morning, into the <laughs> show. But did you did you did you uh, you hear the John McCain quote? No. Was there an awesome John McCain? He quote? said that his yeah he said that his his testimony went over the heads of, of people because you know there were a lot of people concerned about John McCain uh, because it, it, the testimony didn't seem to be totally coherent. But uh, his his explanation was he was up too late watching the Diamondbacks last night. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, we we could one more thing to blame on Fernando Rodney. He was in suspense, you know, wondering I guess if, if Rodney was going to close out the game. You knew he would. <laughs> he did. He did. Geez, Al, I, I just, uh, so, in those situations, I just wake up and uh, read the box scores. I used to get yelled at yeah, for saying well, that uh, back in the back in the CBS days. Maybe that's the the route that John McCain will go to uh, going forward. Then. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Uh, anyhow, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, so, so there's our, our Comey tie-in. Um, I guess one other Comey tie-in is a personal tie-in. He went to my high school. Really? Yeah. And I, and I have to say, uh, he is the only person from my high school I've ever heard use the word golly. <laughs> Go to more reunions, Al. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's my problem. <laughs> Anyhow, like I said, we got a lot to catch up on here, uh, rookie call-ups uh we've got uh news to catch up on so come right back we'll get to all that
Welcome back, everyone, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and my special guest for today, for the whole hour, Nando DeFino from Fantasy Sports Radio. And when Nando's on the show, he always somehow uh, manages to uh, bring the great music. <laughs> is that so. just for mine? <laughs> I, it is. It is. I mean, it, it, it can't just be coincidence. <laughs> You're right. Hey, it's, it's the guys, Al. Today's JP. All right. It's JP today. Thank him. Okay, well, but it must be more in your honor than, than mine, because uh, I think that was Enya again. I think it's a combination, two of us hanging out again. It is. Yeah. Nando plus Al equals Enya. And a big heart. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Uh, well, we are going to bring some heart to our discussion later on the show about our Tout Wars teams. We're going to talk about... Uh, uh, all the outstanding hitting and pitching performances from Wednesday's games. We've got games going on today. We got one finished already, Nando. We got, um, I know we got the uh, the Tigers and the Angels ongoing. Neither uh, Michael Fulmer nor J.C. Ramirez did real well, have done real well on that one. The Reds beat the Cardinals with Mike Leake not uh, having his best outing. And I think last time you were on, Nando, I think we talked about the big Mike Leake breakout. Yes, so, we did, uh, and we couldn't remember what he stole. That's right. Yeah. I'm still, I'm sticking with t-shirts. All right, uh, you're probably speaking right. Speaking of not remember, yeah. And speaking of not remembering, in the in the first segment, I, I said something about uh, James Comey saying golly. Actually, it's it's lordy. I got the phrase, the word wrong. <laughs> you can't uh, do that. So. <laughs> That's not, absolutely not. So let's get on, uh, get on with the news, Nando. Um, as I mentioned in the first segment, a couple of big uh rookie pitcher, uh, pitcher prospect call-ups. Uh, I think the one that's more fancy relevant is Sean Newcomb pitching in the Saturday doubleheader Braves versus Mets. He and Matt Wisler will be the starters for the Braves. Get back to that in a second. But the other one, Francis Martez, the actually the more touted prospect for the Astros, um, but no threat to your guy, David Paulino, because apparently he's just going to pitch out of the bullpen. But uh, for the, that Braves one, uh, I would think only one of Newcomb and Whistler will stay in the rotation because Cologne's on the DEL. Uh, would you expect it would be Sean Newcomb or, or Matt Whistler? I, I or almost he just not. I, I feel like on merit, maybe Newcomb, but uh, Whistler. I've had him in the dynasty league that you made a veiled reference to earlier, and uh, it's just like so frustrating to see the red next to his name, red next to his name. I think they might want to give him a shot and see what he has, in kind of the same way the Angels are doing it with Alex Meyer, just uh, keep him up. See if he can stay healthy. See what he has for real. Um, whereas Newcomb, you know, he he hasn't had that string of injuries in his past, and I guess hasn't been as frustrating. Um, so I think this is maybe like a chance for Whistler to stay up and show them exactly what he has. I think. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to see that too, and I would like to see Newcomb go back down because he still has control issues at every step of the minors. So to me, that would make the most sense uh, with the. To keep Whistler. Crazy strikeout numbers, though, from Newcomb. I mean, for fantasy oh, purposes, yeah. you, you get Newcomb up there and you might get a, a 9.5 K per nine in the majors. Yeah, well, and, and in that sense, I, I, I would make the Alex Meyer analogy for him. Uh, and I get, get what you're saying in terms of you know, comparing him with Whistler, but I think kind of a similar you know, risk-reward calculus uh, with Newcomb that you have for, for Meyer. Uh, we'll talk about Meyer later. Um, and also just another piece of this puzzle with the Astros calling up Francis Martez. Dallas Keuchel was scratched from his start last night, pretty close to the, the first pitch. He went, uh, went to the bullpen to throw before the game and threw, I think it was just two pitches, and clearly was not 
not himself, uh, had lost some weight in recent days due to this illness that he has. So there's no uh, time uh, timeline in terms of Keuchel's return. But that, that has, I think, a lot to do with Martez's call-up is just uh, getting another arm in the bullpen there. I wouldn't put, uh, I wouldn't put a pass yeah. to keep Martez up as a reliever, even you know Keuchel's fine. Yeah, I mean, especially if he starts out well. And yeah, that kind of reminds me of what they do with Michael Feliz. So, right, it's not great for fantasy purposes, but unless he, you know, becomes this, you know, shut down multi inning reliever, you know, a la Chris Davinsky. Well, do you do you um, remember? Do you remember when the Rays used to do? I think it was Matt Moore, and they did it with David Price. They'd bring these guys up as relievers for a little bit. I mean, I know everyone does this now, but that was I always it hits me as the yeah. Rays as an organization doing that. I think the Astros maybe will try and pull that, and he'll be just up there and ready to go when uh, when it's time to stretch him out. Yeah, I, that would be cool. That'd be very cool. Um, yeah, that's true. And you're right. The Rays have done that. I think the the White Sox to some extent did that with um, with Sale, and uh, I know there's one other that they did. Well, Rodon, they did that with. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, that that would that would be a nice outcome, at least from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Addison Russell and Derek Norris both being investigated by Major League Baseball for domestic violence. Uh, the Russell uh, one, uh, that, that story just uh, came out more recently. The Dick Norris thing's been out there for a day or two. Uh, Manny Machado, he had an x-ray on his hand, uh, which he hurt uh, on an Andrew McCutcheon slide in yesterday's game. Uh, x-ray is negative, and then today he had an MRI also negative. So that reinforces the initial prognosis that uh, it's not a serious injury for, for Machado. So good news there for Manny Machado. Uh, Adrian Beltre, on the other hand, uh, he is likely to go back on the DL. This time it's an ankle injury. Uh, before earlier this season, he was out with the calf injury. Nelson Cruz has been out. Uh, he was out on uh, Wednesday with a sore calf and is likely to miss uh, a couple games total at least. And uh, Gene Segura, sticking with the Mariners there, he signed a, a nice contract extension, $70 million over five years. Uh, that includes a $3 million signing bonus and a $1 million buyout and a full no-trade clause. So Gene Segura being rewarded there for, uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot of work for the Mariners, but they like, they like what they've got. That was your guy, Al, wasn't uh, it? For, well, back when we were at CBS absolutely. together, you loved Gene Segura. Like, you were like the Gene Segura leading the band down the street. Like bleeding Gene well, Segura at everybody, bleating, bleeding <laughs> with a T. I think it depends. I think it depends what year you're talking about because there was a time because you're talking about you know you said back, back in CBS days. Yeah, 2012. There was a time where. Yeah, and, and that may have been, but it's I, I kind of been up and down on him because I remember there was one year where Scott White was very very high on him, and and I was really doubting him, and then I, I definitely got back on the bandwagon big time last year. So I'm kind of a fair weather. Gene Segura fan, I guess. Well, you were, I mean, um, I'm sure you also took the opposite side of Scott just to rankle him a little bit, too. Well, that, 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 there is that, absolutely. Uh, Francisco Cervelli placed on the seven-day DL, uh, so the Pirates are now down two catchers. So uh, Elias Diaz is likely to be the primary catcher with Jacob Stallings, who they just called up uh, just serving as the backup there. And lots of uh, closer developments on Wednesday. There was a story in MLB.com that uh, Pat Neshek may already be taking over as the Phillies' closer from Hector Neris, who's uh, you know not not uh, not really nailed down that role this year. And uh, Tony Watson blew his fourth straight save, and yet no word from Clint Hurdle about a, a change there. Do you think uh, you think Watson's done, Nando? I think 
I think so. I, you know, I went back to, to kind of, and this, I guess, is my fault for not paying as close attention as I should have. I went back to look at Tony Watson, uh, how he did versus righties and lefties, thinking my theory that, you know, Watson's a lefty, he's probably a lefty matchup guy, but that wasn't the case. It's not like the, the righties are destroying him. The home run's coming off righties, but, uh, you know, I, I always thought if Watson was going to fail, it's because he had to face righties instead of just being a specialist, and that really wasn't the case. Yeah. Al, the part I don't get... Is everyone's everyone's like blowing past Juan Nicasio here. Like no one wants anything to do with Juan Nicasio, and you can make an argument that Nicasio is the guy who's been pitching kind of in, in lower leverage situations, and therefore you know the Pirates' philosophy of having the high the best guy in the seventh and eighth innings that might lead to Nicasio being the closer. Dude. It, it, I, I don't think. Well, I don't you, know. you know who's not. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That's all. But you you, you know who's not blowing past him is Clint Hurdle. Yeah, <laughs> good point. He said. <laughs> he said he t- told uh, what, or maybe as many of the uh, Pittsburgh uh, papers that uh, that Nicasio was in the discussion if they do replace Watson. And he, he went on this, you know, kind of long soliloquy about how um, uh, help help me out here. The, uh, the eighth inning guy, uh, Rivero, Rivero yeah. uh, is, is doing so great in that role. Right. right. And um, yeah, and they, they, you know, they don't necessarily want to mess with that. So, yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I mean, I, I personally would speculate on Rivero because to me it's just a, a natural because he's been so good. I think he's better than, um, than Nicasio. And even if it's Nicasio first, and again, Watson's, Watson's still the closer, so I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I, I just find that the, the guys with the best skill set, they always win out. I can't really think of a situation where they don't. I mean, I guess maybe Andrew Miller. Um, that's who Hurdle and, compared uh, him to. Hurdle. That, that was Hurdle's example. Was that yeah, there's, there's right. a guy up in Cleveland who has no saves who's the best pitcher in the American League. Or best reliever in the American yeah. League. So if he truly believes yeah. Rivero is the best, then Nicasio is your closer. And I'm throwing a buck on him. Yeah, I, I, yeah all right, I guess so. You know, yeah, yeah. If, I mean, if it's just a buck, buck I guess you can uh, you know, kind of play, play both ends. And uh, you know, if you have room to roster them both, I mean, I don't see why not since Nicasio is clearly in... In the discussion, there hasn't been ruled out, and Kelvin Herrera. He, uh, and I think, no surprise to anybody, but he's on the Nationals' radar uh, for a trade. So we got to start thinking about a possible successor in the Kansas City. We'll get that after the break. Uh, so stay with us. We'll talk about the Royals. We'll talk about some great hitters. So we'll be here. Come back and join us. Welcome back, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. Yes, you, you know the show by the music. I'm your host, Al Melchior, getting pumped with the lord of the lineups, Nando DeFino. So, Nando, you uh, ready for a little Royals closer talk? I know I am. I think Nando fell asleep. All oh, right. no. Oh, I'm sorry, Al. I, uh, so well, I, had, I, I turned down all my volumes by accident. I was just trying to turn down my ears. My bad. Oh, okay. I'm here. Okay. So uh, I never left you. Good, good to have bring back the Enya. Good to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Some soothing talk for uh, Royals fans who may be distraught to know that uh, their team could be selling off pieces. Uh, report from Bob Nightingale, USA Today, that the Nationals are interested in Kelvin Herrera. So that gets the speculation machine going. Uh, I mean, the obvious candidate would be Joaquin Soria, but it just stands to reason if they are 
maybe get a trade Herrera. It seems like they could trade Soria too, who's having maybe you can't tell by the ERA, but I think he's having a great season. Yeah. Um, so who? Uh, let, let's just assume Herrera is gone by the deadline. I feel like that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, who who do you speculate on? Well, I guess it has to be Soria. I would start speculating on Soria right now, but uh, I got a couple shares of Matt Strom in the in the old. If he's a closer, I'm happy with it. If he's a starter, I'm happy with it. Um, so uh, that's almost like a no-lose situation. I don't think Matt Strom's going to be middle relief all season. It's going to go one way or the other at some point. Yeah, well, and I, I've seen that argument made. And I've, also, I've seen that same argument made about Mike Miner, too. And I feel like that's kind of a win-win. I, I, I'd be surprised if they let him start, though, after all the injuries. Right. To stretch him out like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely see the appeal of Strom. I see the, the appeal of Miner. Um, I think Scott Alexander is kind of interesting. And maybe that's a case of somebody, you know, just not getting the chance because of being a lefty. But um, yeah, I think he's one of their better arms. So, I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to I, like know. in that bullpen. You could make a case for almost yeah, anybody. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's I, I don't know that I would say there's a lot to like. I mean, you know, again, I like Strom and, and Miner, what they're doing. But it's it's not the same as the you know, bullpen they had a couple years ago, but I think it's because everybody is there. Like, there's a lot of good arms, but not great ones. Now, where's I, it? Maybe that's maybe that's fighting words because I know you love Matt <laughs> Strong, but uh, no, nobody nobody stands out to me. What, what happened? Where's Luke Hoshiver? He's not, he's not in the Royals anymore, right? So, someone picked him up in a minor league deal as he was kind of recovering back, or is he still free? I, yeah. Agent? For, you know, I honestly don't know. I was going to say for some reason the Dodgers stick in my mind, but that's just a complete guess. That's yeah. probably wrong. No, apparently. So, he's a free yeah, agent. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to bring him up. Okay. He had the thoracic issue, and then apparently the headline is 2017 season likely a wash. But if he was okay, still on well, the Royals, perfect. he would be a candidate as well. He would. Well, so that's that at least narrows the field for us. There we go. I'm going Elimin- to eliminate him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to interrupt this discussion just because I just saw uh, coming through on my Twitter feed, Dels Keichel on the DL, which given oh. what it sounded like, it sounded like he's really sick. Um, and they, I don't know how much they might have backdated that, but I don't think they can backdate it more than three days. But uh, anyhow, that's uh, not, not great news for Dallas Keichel. No, it's not. Um, yeah. So well, let's, let's move on to the hitters, Nando. Because uh, I've, I've referenced earlier in the show, Trey Mancini had a big game, even though it wasn't a full game. He came in uh, the ninth inning as a pitch, pinch hitter, and he was actually the one that was the source of that blown save for Tony Watson. Hit a two-run homer that uh, tied up the, the game for the Orioles, sent it into extras, and then he hit the game winner. So two home runs for Trey Mancini in a, in a replacement role. Uh, he's up to nine on the season, also five RBI in that game. So pretty incredible performance there. Um, because he doesn't play every day, I mean, it's it's close enough to it that I think we can have the discussion. Uh, how how shallow in a league do you think you can go to pick up Trey Mancini? I I'm gonna get crap for this, but every single league probably. I like Trey Mancini wow. to me in the like I have a, a certain way of going about like looking at players and blah blah blah. And I keep harping on like I go to his baseball reference page, go to minor leagues, hide partial rows, hide MLB, hide other, and just look at what he's done in the minors. And Trey Mancini has some Jed Jerko-esque numbers in the minor leagues. And he's playing the outfield. I mean, this is a dude who's come up as a first baseman all the way through. They got rid of Christian Walker, who was, who was you know, in battle for him. I mean, I know there's the Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo mess that's jamming him up a little bit, but the dude's trying to learn yeah. other positions, is still being successful, 
and has had a couple years of really good batting average. Like, not like 298, 280. He was in like 334. I think he had a 320 year. Uh, two full seasons for me above 300 speaks to his skill. And then you throw the power on top of that. I'm all over Trey Mancini. This is the kind of guy who will knock out Seth Smith, just knock everybody out and get the rest of Second half of the year, I bet you he gets the 300 at bats. Yeah, well, you know, kind of what the same thing I was saying about the closers. Like, I think the skill ultimately wins out. I'm not sure why it's taking as long as it, as it is for Trey Mancini. But that makes sense to me. I, I, the only where, place where I might disagree with you, like I, I think in the 10-team leagues where, you know, if he just continues to not play quite enough, you can replace him very well. But in the 12-team league, it's that you're, you're kind of outside the sweet spot. Um, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't so recognize I, I don't, I, I don't recognize 10-team leagues as a thing. So I, I stop at 12 when I say all the leagues. <laughs> I think 12, 12-team CBS leagues where you have short benches and you don't play like five outfielders or middles or corners. That's that's to me is the yeah. shallowest. I, I was thinking ten team leagues. I'm sorry, Al. I ruined right. your show. Well, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the shallow league owners. <laughs> All right, you're a good guy. I'm sure there are a lot of ten team <laughs> owners listening to the show. We're getting info on uh, Trey Mancini. We, 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 we welcome everybody, Nanda. That's true. You're right. We are men of the people. That's right. Well, let's let's appeal now to the two catcher league uh, people. Uh, Mike Zanino, two for three, both hits uh, home runs, uh, also uh, walk-off for him, so another clutch homer guy. So that's four homers on the season for Zanino, and he, you know, he had that terrible, terrible beginning, got sent down, came back up, and now over his last eight games, he is 14 for 30 with three of those four home runs, of course, two coming just last night. But um, Zanino, for me, was a guy that I was touting all over the place, as not even just a two-catcher league guy. I mean, I thought he was going to be right there with the Wellington Castillos and Evan Gattis's as you know, somebody who could maybe give you 30. You know, well, I don't think Sorry, Castillo will give you 30 home runs. That's Gattis I uh, when you use it plural. Oh, I, you know, I really hate to get that wrong. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> no problem. So, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just like Zunini. Yeah, exactly. Talking about the, the Mike Zuninos of the world. Uh, but this particular Zunino, uh, I, I thought might even be relevant in one catcher leagues. I, I you know, I, I don't really think that anymore. But I, I still think he needs more notice because uh, he got hot in the second half last year. He's getting hot now. I, I, am I am I too uh, too optimistic for Mike Zunino? No, you know, and I don't want to be like wishy washy, but I think you could look at Mike Zunino both ways. I think it's a personal preference. Like if you can go back through his his career, I guess go through his minors. He had a ton of power in a short amount of at-bats. He had pretty decent batting average mixed in with some kind of bad batting average. He's kind of all over the place, but there's a lot of potential there that I think you know you could take that little nugget and build on it. Still only 27. The only thing that concerns me is a lot of catchers start out hot and then fade as the grind of catching gets to them and they want to be a better catcher for their pitchers and things like that. Um, but there's definitely offensive potential there. I just... If I didn't like him, I could say, well, you know, the dude hit two twenty seven one one year, and he was always hurt. He's obviously not performing at the major league level. If I liked him, I could say he's had some great batting average through the minor leagues, showed a ton of power, um, and he's really coming into his own as a 27-year-old. So, in short, I have no yeah, opinion. I, I, I have no I, opinion I, on Mike Zanino. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, you're, you're giving us all kinds of options. I, I, I like the coming into his own. I think that's happening for him. Uh, I'm going to go over the next few guys, Nando, uh, that we were – Prime to talk about here kind of quick because there's somebody I, I want to get to in a little more detail. Justin Smoke uh, staying hot, pun not really intended. Yes. Two, a two-homer game for him, though. <laughs> a on the season. Did you do that on purpose? But the number I think. Uh, be honest, Al. I, mean, 
Honestly, I didn't. Okay. Honestly, I didn't. <laughs> right. yeah, he's just in smoke, and, and he's been really hot. It just happens now. The two homer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so but the number I'm really fixated on is the 291 batting average. I mean, his, his strikeout rate's way down and has been down all season. So uh, I'm, I'm buying into it. Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce is who he is, but I have to mention him because he hit two home runs. So he's up to 15 now, and he's batting 250. That's Jay Bruce. I want to mention Rajai Davis because not only did he go four for five and score four times, um, he didn't steal a base in this game, but he, he has eight on the season. And I think there's a buy-low opportunity there because he's hitting just 216, and he's not getting even an average number of hits on ground balls. And for a speedy guy, that's something he's usually above average at. So do you, do you uh, think uh, Davis is a good buy-low right now? Yeah, you know, you can make the same argument for Rajai Davis as you do for Jonathan VR, that they are due, and you shouldn't take these low ball offers for them. Um, I do think, you know, Al, I don't know if there's a psychological component to it, but Rajai Davis for mm-hmm. like an hour was like the greatest player in baseball in the postseason. Hit that home run. That's right. Everyone, I mean, he was That's like, right. I, I don't know if there's like a, you know, like sometimes teams that make the, the Super Bowl the year before kind of take it easy or make the World Series the year before kind of take it easy. Early on, and they're like, why is this team slumping? And then they just kind of ascend to greatness. I wonder if Rajai Davis is like, man, I had that entire city of Cleveland and every Cleveland Indians fan ever all over me. And I guess they still are. They still revere him. But, you know, maybe he's just like getting, maybe he's in a funk right, right now, being like, what's the point of playing baseball in June? I'm saving myself for August, October. That, that could be, yeah. He, you know, once you, you have, enjoy that October glory, there, I don't think there's really any going back. There's no, yeah. Which maybe- I know for my. Go- own experience, of course. <laughs> Just for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I want to get to one player uh, more in depth. Scott Shebler, who was back in the lineup after injuring his shoulder. So both he and, and Billy Hamilton, they were, had very short stays uh, out of the lineup. And he had a big game coming back, three for three with the 17th home run. Um, and so I put up a Twitter poll, Nando. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you voted. Uh, I definitely encourage Democrats. Democratic participation, but uh, I'm going to keep keep everybody in suspense over the results and even what the poll was, because uh, this this is one of these things that's kind of under my skin. So we're going to talk about this and a second Twitter poll right when we come back from our break. Welcome back, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and with me on this very relaxing Nando Thursday is, of course, Nando DeFino. And uh, while, while you're in a nice, chill mood, let me tell you about the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package, because it's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with their in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a wizard of the waiver wire and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. They'll help you set the ideal lineups every single week. And this season, you also get a built-in fantasy training staff with their new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. So go go get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package right now, and you'll start soaring to the top of your standings. Enter the promo code FREERADIO at the checkout for a special discount.